Okay, good evening ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's five past seven, so we're going to make a start. Um, apologies that there weren't enough chairs for everybody. Um, welcome along to meeting number six of the Full Frodgham Town Council. Uh, to keep with tradition, first thing you'd like to do is a quick round the table, just so, uh, as you probably, most of you are aware, if not all of you are aware, we record all our meetings which are then free for anyone to listen to on the podcast. So we'll go around the table just so that anybody listening to the podcast can maybe put names to voices uh, as the meeting progresses. So I'll make a start. My name's Alan Alton. I'm the present chair of Frodgham Town Council and I'm councillor for Castle Road. Joe Adon, Hugh Town Clark. Liam Jones, councillor for Oton Five Crosses and Mayor. Caroline Ashton, councillor for Oton Five Crosses. Mark Neal, councillor for Castle Ward. Huck Williamson, councillor for Castle Ward. Deborah Mostard Jones, councillor for Waterside. Bill Stockton, councillor for Five Crosses and Overton. Donna Crutchley, uh, councillor for Lakes Ward. Andrew Orson, Cheshire West and Chester, but also councillor for Lakes Ward. Uh, councillor Frank Pennington, Waterside. Councillor Mary Holton, Lakes Ward. Councillor Judith Critchley, Lakes Ward. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I just a little caveat before we start. I appreciate uh, that there's an emotive item on the agenda tonight, uh, and I just want to, uh, with the utmost respect and politeness, point out that why I'm chair of this meeting this evening will remain orderly and grown up, uh, and that's uh, everybody. The councillors abide, and I'll be expecting them to to abide by the code of conduct which they've all signed. This meeting will not turn into a bun fight. Anybody that doesn't think that they can abide by the rules this evening, they're quite welcome to leave now. If anybody does deter from what I've just said, the tape will be switched off and the meeting will be stopped and you can argue until it goes dark. And I say that with the utmost politeness. This meeting is not an open forum. We're here tonight to hear the presentation, decide what we need to do to take that presentation forward. Councillors can ask questions, etc., but unfortunately this is not an open forum. Uh, and as I say, I say that with the most, uh, utmost respect, but I will not have this meeting going the way that previous meetings have gone in the past. Um, so, moving on, item 79 on the agenda is apologies. Joe, do we have any apologies this evening? We have apologies from Councillor Wade. Okay, thank you. Um, item 80. Uh, oh, and I should have said, by the way, councillors, all items this evening are through the chair, strictly through the chair, okay? Um, item 80 is decorations of interest. Um, I don't really have any items of uh, decorations of interest from the agenda here, but as usual, I reserve the right to declare those interests should of need as the meeting progresses. Round the table, anyone else has got any... Uh, Decorations of interest. Sorry? Uh, I'm treasurer for Green Gates. Okay, is that noted, Joe? Yeah. Andrew, no? No. Okay, thank you. It's technology. Um, so, item 81 and 82, um, really uh, a pleasant thing is to thank the previous junior mayors and present them with their certificates and then invest the new junior mayors and taking on this task this evening is our mayor Liam Jones. Yep. Over to thank you. you. Yep. So does Bailey want to come step forward? 
So we can thank you. Okay. Shall we do it out there? It might be easier than we've got it. So you want to do it and then maybe do all the folks at the end? Yes, just do it out there. Yeah, so just thank you for your service. Okay, can we have the new junior mayors come to the forward and we'll uh, have, you know accept them if that's okay? We do have some badges that we will present, but I'm not sure they're available at the meeting. So well done. If they would like to come forward and perhaps take one of the seats there. Um, yeah, I'm just so crowded. Okay, and uh, again, uh, just a polite reminder: it's three minutes. Okay, thank you very much. I'll be as quick as I can. I'll you one together with this one. Um, the reason I want to say a few words is mainly not with this council, even though it affects it, but it's with Cheshire West with Councillor Dawson. I brought this up before and it's now getting worse and worse and worse and the reason it affects this other lot is the bothering about having a play area for children. The roads in Frodsham are unfit for children and getting worse and it's only a matter of time before somebody gets killed, especially around where I live and where the chairman lives, which is Park Lane. The hedges along Queensway. Cheshire West will only cut them once a year. You can't walk on them. Children have to walk in the road if they go to the medical centre or the library. There's brambles all over the place and Cheshire West will only say they will cut them once a year when the birds have stopped nesting, which is ridiculous. Also, the amount of traffic that's there, you have to walk in the road and it's getting worse and worse. Park Lane is being used as a shortcut. Traffic on parked on both sides, so if anything goes up, what's coming down, or vice versa, has to back up. It's dangerous, and it's just waiting for somebody to be killed. Also, Fountain Lane 
There's more potholes than anything in it. When they built the medical centre, they resurfaced Queensway and uh, Princeway. They never did anything with Park Lane or Fountain Lane, where all the traffic, the heavy goods, came in. And it's about time the money that we pay in council tax was used for the benefit of fraudulent. All this new idea of thinking of things coming up for fraudulent, what can we do? Oh, we need this, air pollution and all that. You will only get anything like that changing if you start thinking, not of all houses, because houses produce more cars and you start bothering about the young, because they're, uh, they are our tomorrow. And if something's not done soon, it's going to get worse. I've seen on the Facebook and in, in the Cheshire in, in the Frodsham Life about Withy Close and all around there. They've been done, resurfaced. Howie Lane gets done because that's where the big posh houses are. But anything else, forget it. But they're dandy easy to take our money in council tax. But they don't like spending it on us. Everything gets done in Chester. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, Jeff. thanks very much. I know that you speak from the heart there, and I fully endorse what you say. I agree that the hedge on Princeway um, and Queensway, you know, um, it, it could be cut more than once a year. They employ ecologists. It wouldn't take long to do an ecology study on that hedge to make sure that there's no birds nesting in it. Uh, and I have pushed them on several occasions to do, you know, earlier cuts on that hedge. Um, we are getting more cars parking on those roads now, uh, whether it's the parking charges. I don't want to go down that road with the excuse to pull, but I endorse what you say. And I know that Andrew fights our corner, and I certainly bother Cheshire West at regular intervals. Um, it, you know, um, it, it's one of my sort of pet things of people maintaining boundaries, and that includes Cheshire West. Thank you very much for that. Any other councillors got any comments on Mr Dillon's? Only that I fully agree with everything that you said. It's a nightmare coming out of Fountain Lane. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank well, you. Can, yes, the chair. Uh, can, can you tell me, uh, Andrew, is there any sign of uh, Cheshire West doing anything real about this concern from this gentleman? Is there any sign of let's say, agreements and movement forward. Can I take all this when I do the Cheshire West report? Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you. Um, item 84, uh, we have no other members other than the uh, the, the, the Greengate uh, presentation that I've asked to speak. No? No, okay, thank you. Uh, item 84 then is uh, a report from Neil Flanagan, our local PCSO. Okay, good evening everyone. Uh, I'll keep this as brief as possible because I want to get out of here before, before it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you might need um, yeah. um, Just my report for the last couple of months. Um, over the last couple of months we've Obviously, at the summer holidays, I've been involved in a, a number of community engagement events to do pan of football mostly, and just 
events to engage with, with local children um, in an effort to reduce antisocial behaviour. Uh, we have had an extremely quiet few months in relation to antisocial behaviour, touch wood. Um, but it, that, that saw not just myself but um, colleagues from other parts of Chester Local Policing Unit attend certain Frodsham hotspot areas uh, in an effort to, to tackle the antisocial behaviour. So that, that's all gone a long way, along with what events that the, the local youth club have, have put on, which have been really useful, um, and their continued support does help us in reducing antisocial behaviour on a, on a regular basis. Um, I held some award walks since the last meeting. Um, these are award walks that I hold every July. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't great at some of them, so we couldn't really complete them. But on the whole, the, the walks always go down very well. The, these walks, I just want a, a reminder that these walks are open to all councillors, regardless of the ward they, they either cover or reside in. The walks have been set up and ran by myself for a good number of years, and they're not something that other PCSOs do that I'm aware of, which is something I've thought is a, is a good idea. Um, we have buy-in from the councillors, so I continue to do it. But it is open to everyone to attend, whichever one they want to. It's not just for, for the ward you cover. And I also want to make it clear that, as a PCSO for Frodsham, like I am for residents, I'm available to all town councillors and have no reason to favour any town councillors over others. It was brought to my attention by some by a member of the public that I might seem to be favouring certain councillors over others. That is definitely not true. Um, I'm there. If you need me, I'm there for you just the same as I am for any residents. So everyone is treated equally as far as I'm concerned. Um, parking. Um, I'm increasingly getting complaints in relation to parking issues in Frodsham, most of which are vehicles that are parked close to or on, on junctions and I'm going to be looking at these obstructions on an individual basis and where necessary take appropriate action. It, it's not actually an offence to park close to a junction, there's no 10 metre rule in the highway code, it states that you, you mustn't, not that you can't, so there's nothing to back that up, but if, if there's a car that I deem is parked in a dangerous position then I can act accordingly and will do so. Um, Speeding, Community Speed Watch. We held a successful driver awareness engagement day on Fluin Lane on Saturday, the 7th of September, with a number of motorists stopped and dealt with by officers for traffic offences, including speeding and no insurance. Due to its success, we'll be looking to do more of these over the coming months. In relation to Community Speed Watch, uh, I held a meeting for new and existing members on Sunday the 8th of September. This was well attended by existing members with one new member also coming along. We have however since sadly lost a couple of members who no longer feel they can give their time to the group, which is understandable for a number of reasons. This now leaves us quite low on numbers and we're as ever to keep keen to recruit new members. So if any councillors or any residents wish to become a member of our Speedwatch group or indeed know anyone that, that may be interested, if they can let either myself or John Lloyd, our Speedwatch coordinator, know, that would be great. Uh, we currently have only a few roads where I can use the enforceable speed gun device. Um, and again, if any councillors or residents feel that there's a, um, a road that we really drastically need to do speed enforcement on, 
please let me know, drop me an email, and then I can fill out a report which goes to our roads policing team, and they can look at it, and where possible, they will put it onto that list. So I can actually, rather than using a non-enforceable gun, which I can use on any road, I can use an enforceable gun, which means that the drivers uh, are dealt with accordingly. Sorry, for the check, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, which of the streets uh, can an enforceable gun be used on the uh, See, if I say that, then people go. Sorry, I'm not, not going to tell you. But you might be able to work it out on Facebook, because on my Facebook page, there are roads that I go and do speed enforcement. But I'm not going to go blurting that one out. It's a nice try. Um, in relation to young people, we've already arranged a number of events for the new school year, including Let's Walk, which starts next month with years three and four at Frodsham CV Primary School. Wild tragedy this year is in conjunction with we're doing it, Frodsham and Helsby, my, my colleague from Helsby's helping me, and we're gonna we've sent an email to all six schools with a list of dates we're available. Rather than just ad hoc or waiting them to come to us, we've actually got certain time slots where we're available to do that so hopefully we'll get around all six schools within the school year we've planned a kind of football event at Frodsham Youth Club for Friday the 25th of October um, that's usually well attended and I've also put in fund into the Rotary Club to have our own pan of football is it's a smaller version of football it's two on two three on three um, and we, we, we borrow an inflatable pan of football cage thing from Ellesmere Port policing team. I've applied for funding to get one for Frodsham and the surrounding area, so I'm waiting to hear whether that's been successful. Um, we also continue to do our regular drop-in sessions at Hellsby High School for both students and teachers, and they're held on at least once every two weeks we hold those. Um, last thing for me is surgery dates. There's a few of them here for the next couple of months. Tuesday the 8th of October at the police base between 3 and 4. Wednesday the 9th of October here at Castle Park House between 11 and 12. Monday the 14th of October at the police base between 5 and 6. Monday the 21st of October here at Castle Park between 10 and 11. Thursday the 24th of October at the police base between 2 and 3. Thursday the 31st of October at uh, the Parish Hall on Church Street between 10.30 and 11.30. And then in November we've got Friday the 1st of November at the police base between 3 and 4. The 10th of November at the police base between 5 and 6. Monday the 11th of November here at Castle Park between 10 and 11. Thursday the 14th of November at the police base between 2 and 3 in the afternoon. Thursday the 21st of November at the Parish Hall again between 10.30 and 11.30. Friday the 22nd of November at the police base between 3pm and 4pm. And finally Monday the 25th of November here at Castle Park House before the next Town Council meeting 6 till 7. Um, I've said before I hold a lot of police surgeries one of which it's a requirement for me to hold police surgeries at the police base once a week and then others are ad hoc ones. I've got what a trial one coming up tomorrow between four and five at Morrison's just to see if that works. Morrison's have asked if I'd like to give that a go so we're going to try that. But if, again if anyone knows of a suitable location where they want me to try or different times, different days of the week, I try and vary it. But if anyone knows of 
of anything different, then I'm happy to take any suggestions on board. And that's good. Okay, thank you very much, Neil. Before thank you whiz off, just thank you very much for all you do again. I know you do loads and loads of both what you paid for and that, so it's absolutely brilliant. Any quick questions for Neil before he leaves? Just a quick, yeah. um, just to reiterate, Neil, that I know that on Facebook, on Hellsbeat and Function sometimes, some people complain that their PCSO is in another area. I just want you to reiterate that it is a reciprocal agreement yeah. being done between Sutton Weaver, Kingsley, Hellsby and Frodsham yeah. and we're not missing out on it. Yeah, we, we currently have, based out of Frodsham Police Station, three PCSOs. Myself that covers Frodsham, my colleague Nile that covers Hellsby and then we've got Caitlin that covers Kingsley which is Sutton Weaver, Kingsley, Norley, Croton and a few other areas. Um, between us we will help each other out and we make no apologies for that, I think. So if I'm out late, I'm, I'm going on holiday at the end of this week. Now I would hate to think that for a week or, or so, Frodsham's left neglected. Well, it's not because the other two will cover that area and they know a lot about the area. Similarly, I do the same for them when they're off or we, we help each other out with speed initiatives, that type of thing. So it works well. You almost get three for one rather than just, just me. Thanks very much. Okay. Okay. Item eighty-five is uh, an item from uh, Frodham WI, and we have a speaker from the WI here this evening. Just a quick mention for councillors: this would normally have been dealt with at uh, Environment Committee, but because me disappearing on holidays and various other ideas and uh, things getting in the way. I, I didn't want this then running over really until um, you know November. You just want to get near a microphone just again to just say who you are and... Uh... Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Manly Cops um, uh, and the WI. Project WI as part of Cheshire is celebrating 100 years of having WI in Cheshire. And Cheshire has asked that WI's plant trees to commemorate our 100 years. So Frodham WI is looking for a site for somewhere to plant trees. And I live on Manly Road, and at the same time as we were looking for somewhere to plant our trees, the trees on Manly Cops all had to come down because they were diseased and they, or they fell down. And so we thought this would be a good place for us to plant our WI trees. Uh, we did some research. I, I spoke to Councillor Alton about it a long, a long time ago. And then uh, we did some research on the Woodland Trust are giving away cops packs, which consists of cherry trees, birch trees and hazel trees. So basically we are asking uh, Frodham Town Council if we can plant these trees on the site as making them a gift to Frodham Town Council. Um, we think there will be minimum maintenance of them um, because... We think that once they're planted, they should be fairly self-sufficient. They come with wraparound protection from rabbits or whatever. Um, we are asking if there might be a chance of clearing the site a little bit at the moment because it's very overgrown because um, there was lots of uh, chippings put down and lots of brambles have taken over. We'd like to give the trees a good chance to get going. Um, and then the idea would be that Frodham Town Council and the WI got together one day and planted the trees and had lots of positive publicity from that of something that we have done together. So basically that's what we're asking. Can we plant the trees on Manly Pops? Can we give them to you as a gift? And uh, could the site perhaps have a little bit of TLC before we did that to allow the trees a fair chance to get going? 
Okay, thank you. Yeah, we had a meeting on Saturday on there uh, to, to have a look and talk about the proposals. Um, I don't have any great reservations. My, my reservations would have been, A, that the species would have been wrong on there because that was one of the problems that we had originally was that, you know, larch trees and all sorts of things had been planted on there which just weren't suitable. But the ones that you've mentioned, you know, uh, are, are copse trees, so what better place to plant them than, than a copse. Um, with, with anything like that, you know, the maintenance of them is always a problem. Um, and I, I would not want to say that we could, you know, dedicate a massive amount of time to managing the trees on there. But the 60 trees that we pack, I know it sounds a bit mercenary, but if, you know, a quarter of those survive, I mean, in a way, the Woodland Trust, that's why they, they have such large packs, so that you don't have to go, it, it's given the crazy name as beating up which is going back and replanting things. Um, as far as clearing the ground, I think maybe the, just the hire of the flail model for a couple of hours or something like that, or maybe getting our contractors to, to flail that. There's a couple of jobs that need doing on there as well, you know, like the perimeter hedging that, so it could be done at the same time. Um, I mean, we've got, I think, most people here that's on uh, the Environment Committee council uh, wise so could we sort of give the yes or no on that without it going back to um, Environment Committee, Joe? Could I just make a point? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> lovely thought, mm. lo like the thought of it, but we do not want to fall into the same mistake no, that we no, made I last fully time. Agree. And we had trees on there that caused us huge problems mm. because they got diseased, and then when the high winds came, it fell, mm. and we had huge problems. This has got to be done, controlled, num right numbers being put in. We're putting in the right place so that we don't get any falling onto houses, yeah. falling onto the road. Um, and we've, we haven't put any trees in because we wanted to see what came through yeah, naturally. Yeah. So I think. Can, can we leave it as fairly open? Yes, we're very receptive to free trees, which we apply for anyway ourselves, mm -hmm. but we must do it in a very controlled way. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, again, it's maintenance. Yeah. I mean, we've got a, a, a friends of Hob Haywood who are doing a wonderful job um, looking after, because we haven't got <coughs> the money to look after Hob Haywood, so we now have a, a friends group. Now, you know, you want to develop a friends group of Bandley Cops, all well and good. But we we do trees are wonderful. I have no objection to trees, but it is the actual looking after of the trees, especially when they get mature. Yeah. I mean the species that they're talking of are, you know, cops trees, you know, yeah. Dean and Cherry and But we did to, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. are they the ones that we did discuss yeah. the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Andrew. Thank you very much. Can I just say thank you? What a wonderful uh, idea. I'm not sure the site can cope with 60 trees. No, already What we're saying is these are whips. Yeah. Ideally, we, we want 10 or 12 standards, but the, the Woodland Trust don't give standards away, they give whips. Well, uh, sitting with my Castle Park hat on, uh, there are a few trees in the park which are in need of replacement as well, so this would be another uh, wonderful place for them. And the point you made about mature trees is evidenced by the beech tree out there with the beech paling around the outside. If the officers had had their way, that tree would have been down. At least it's there for us still to uh, enjoy at the moment. Um, I do wonder whether we ought to invest in some of our other sites. Uh, you know, 
there's marshlands down there which nobody goes to really go and have a look at that could do with some trees. There's, there's Hoppe Wood as well. I'm sure there are plenty of other locations that we can look at. I just want to mention that, of course, we as the Town Council do not own Manly Road Cops. It is a piece of charity land. Uh, it's part of our Recreation Grounds charity, and it probably dates back to the Enclosure Act, so it's got a very ancient history in terms of what's there. So I, I just think it's we, we need to have more discussion about it, but what a wonderful idea, and thank you to the WI for, for coming forward with that. I think it's fantastic. Can I, can I reply? Yes, sir. Which was to say that we, we also thought 60 trees was an awful lot of trees, and we did think that, that was something we could possibly do, which was to say, yeah. to each school would you like <coughs> 10 trees, and to whoever would like the trees, and to spread the trees out mm. much more thinly. Um, and they probably have more greater chance of survival. Yeah, I, I saw maybe false-footed people there by saying there's 60 in the pack. Well, there are 60 in the pack, but we're not going to plant 60 yes. trees on Monday yes. Road. God, so so we, sorry we, we'd that. like to share them out. That would be a, you know, a great opportunity. Oh, well, we'd happily share them. Um, uh, yeah, I'd just like to thank the WI as well. I'm with um, Councillor Ashton, however, that um, we were sitting on that to wait to see how many original trees come up, and that's why uh, you say it looks a mess at the moment, it does, because as a council it was agreed that we wouldn't touch it for a while and leave our experts, uh, such as Councillor Alton, to um, judge on it later. I think if we can spread, the, spread them around, yeah. it would be a marvellous um, way of uh, celebrating the success of the WI in Frodsham and in Cheshire, so thank you. Uh, unfortunately, nothing has come through, has it, Holly? Except um, the, the Holly. Holly is, yeah. is uh, really colonising it. Yeah, yeah. Need something there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very thank you much. Very much. Thank you. So, yeah, the, the resolution then is that we support yeah. the planting of the trees with the proviso that we look at spreading them out around other sites. Yeah. Would that be a reasonable <coughs> resolution? Yes, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Could I raise that with somebody second there? Yeah, yeah, and can we take a vote on that, people? Okay, that's unanimous. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Uh, I will obviously help planting. We're good at that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so that covers 85.1. 86 is the Ship Street play area. There's three parts to this. 86.1 is to receive the report from the Green Gates Community Project and to take questions from councillors. Hi, so I am Lucy. I am one small part of the Green Gates Community Project. There's many people that have been involved in this throughout the course of the year. So we are here really to see. Are you okay with the lights? Uh, you could probably see it a little bit better if we go down, to be honest. And can we just knock this front light up? Is, yeah, that, is everybody yeah. reasonably happy with that? So we were here really to try and create a win-win situation. So we've sent out some information because we've just done so much research over the year and it's really hard to fit it all into 20 minutes. So we sent you some of it to start with. I'm just going to recap a little bit of that now. So the first bit of that is about <coughs> children and park catchment standards from fields in trust. These are endorsed by the government, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, this is my boy Freddie. Um, we, we live in the catchment area of Saltworks. Now Saltworks has many merits. It's got a skate park, I always see kids there playing football. But you know it has some downfalls as well. Some of those are fixable. Um, the ones that aren't, I'm afraid, are the isolated marshlands, the M56 that boards onto the deep pond pools, 
in the isolated marshland nearby and it's really not very visible from the road so children who are going to play there when they're getting their first taste of independence it's not necessarily the safest place for them to be. So if we have a look they call a locally equipped play area a leap. Waterside used to have three of these, Hawthorn Road, Green Gates and Tunnel Park and if you can see by these radiuses that go around the side Pretty much everyone on Waterside was within 400 metres of a park. And then they were all closed and superseded by Saltworks, which we are grateful for. It needs a little bit of love, but we are grateful for it. Um, and as you can see, there are vast portions of this estate around here and here where people have to walk further than 400 metres. It's 400 metres for a reason. If I was to walk to Castle Park with Freddie, it would probably take me about an hour, the amount of things he would be excited about on the way. It's, and then if you're looking at that, people, people don't go because it's too far and it's too much. Children need to be playing outside every day. So then we come on to looking at a lap. What's a lap? That's a local <coughs> area of play. It's a bit of grass, minimum activity zone, 100 metres square. So I did meet with Andrew Dawson and one of the concepts he was keen on looking at, could you essentially turn a lap into a leap? Uh, so one of the areas that did catch my eye was this one here, just behind St Hilda's Drive in the middle here. Now essentially that does have the minimum activity zone just over the 400 meter square that you need for a leap. However, <coughs> where this really falls down, the problem you have with it, you need a 20 meter exclusion zone from the neighboring properties. So you know, people living in these houses, along here on St Hilda's Drive and round here, they, they would be too close to that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair, there'd be objections, understandably. So, the other problem you've got here, on Fluin Lane and where this dog leg junction is, you've got a pollution hotspot. It would be really, really irresponsible to put a children's play area right next to a pollution hotspot. So, you've got people around here, essentially, that are really missing out. You know, this is a lap that was supposed to be a leap in Waterside. It's not particularly inviting, no ball games. Play deprivation is real. You know, if people are concerned about antisocial behaviour, you can't be slashing the youth budget. You can't be closing parks because all the research shows that when you do things like that, all that happens is you get greater instances of antisocial behaviour. It goes up, people are stuck indoors, they get bored. Devil works make for it, work for idle hands, so to speak. So the next thing that we kind of looked at was the elderly health and well-being. This is a gentleman who agreed to be interviewed by our group. These are, these are his, his words, not ours. My name does not matter anymore. I live on my own. I have nowhere to sit and chat with my friends. I am depressed. That chair advice to me. I think that's incredibly sad. Can we do something about that? So there's lots of pensioners that live in the catchment area of Green Gates Park and it's a real shame that it's locked because Castle Park's lovely but unfortunately it is just too far away for people to be going there with the regularity required to maintain mental health and well-being. 
I don't know if any of you saw the documentary Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds. I just want to play you a little clip from there right now because uh, it's, it's rather... Hello everybody, we are here at the maze! Woo! Old and young have been split into three teams. Nursery teacher Libby will time them to see who can reach the centre fastest. We haven't got any maps. We're going to do it all from our memory. So who's ready? We have to go at the speed of the slowest. Send me on my own, I'll do it in one. in working with the Green Gates community to see is there some scope that we can run a project like this. You know, we've spoken to Brownie leaders, um, there's people in the community who are willing to bring this sort of concept to Fratcham and I think it would be lovely. Uh, so then the next bit we were talking about pollution, traffic flow. We've all been in that traffic jam, it's awful. Um, one of the main problems is all of this area in red here, you've only got two access points to the whole of that and you've got a huge pollution hotspot around this Dodglegs Junction here, St Hilda's Drive, Fewing Lane. So let's have a little bit of a closer look. All of these scores that are in red, the darker colours here, these all exceed EU targets for levels of nitrogen dioxide in the air. It must not exceed 40 <coughs> micrograms per cubic metre. We have a pollution problem here. One of the things in the air quality report that was mentioned further was that Ship Street area is struggling. Could you put in a one-way system? Could you build a relief road? However, all these things are likely to be prohibitively expensive. In other words, it's not going to happen. So why are we thinking of compounding this situation more and putting more houses on Green Gates Park? You know, we know the effects of air pollution. It's a silent killer. The people that are most affected are the young pregnant people and the elderly. We've got so many people like that living around there and it, it needs to be addressed. So we've looked at residence surveys. So the first residence survey was done quite a while ago and it's this one that you'll see here up on the screen. Now you might notice that the insinuation here is can we keep these parks and if we do it's probably going to make your council tax go up. So you can see how that's made people vote. People have said 71% there did want to sell that. However if you word the survey slightly differently you get something like what we've got. 92% of respondents agree that housing should not be built on Green Gates Park. 95% of respondents agree that Green Gates Park should be used as a public space to benefit the community. 
We've got 328 members on our Facebook group. John Lloyd put on a post saying no for Greengates. There were 421 comments and it was a resounding no. One or two negatives, but all in all, a resounding no. You cannot deny the fact that this is unpopular with the local community, with the people that you as councillors are representing. So we came up with an initial design. Initially people were talking about allotments, some areas for children to play, some pathways through, so we put that out and then we thought, you know what, we'll actually ask people what they want. So what kind of came back? People like play areas, they like benches. Weren't so keen on the allotments or parking for the park, but they did like the idea of making it inclusive for disabilities and wildflower gardens inclusive for the elderly. So we kind of worked on that. Now before I talk to you about our vision, we're going to have a little look at grants that are available. So at the moment there is £1,336 in the S106 planning obligation funding available for Fredrickson to spend on open space and play areas. We have been in touch with the Marshes Community Benefit Fund. They're really interested in our project, but we need a letter from the landowner stating their permission for us to be able to apply for any of these funds. So that's one thing we'd like to walk away with today. There's also things like Sport England. You know, they actually give out bids of up to 150,000 per project, and they have 15 million per annum. I know we can put in a really good bid. I, I know we can get some funds on board. We, we, but we need a green light and we need that letter to be able to try and bring some of that money in. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the vision we have had for the park. Now I would like to say this is a revised design and once we've done this again we would actually like it to go to the public and ask the public what they want, make it better, refine it, you know, get a perfect solution for Frodsham. So what we're looking at here, you've got the park on Ship Street, so if you have a look we've got a rectangle going around the edge there. What we'd like to do with that is create a children's cycling path or a walking path for the elderly, it can be used for both of those things. Then we have a look, you've actually got three access points, you've got two that come in the back, one that comes in at the front. Let's make this park accessible for people in wheelchairs, let's get them in there and then that can meet up onto the pathway that can go around and it's accessible for all. Next bit, C here. This is where the old play safety flooring was. Now if you have a look at this distance, someone's read all these guidelines before because that is 20.5 metres, the distance between the active play area and the facade of the nearby property. So. Let's get something back on there. Let's get people using it again. D, what have we got here? We've got a bit of an open area where we could have some football posts. We've actually been looking at earth sculptures. We've got someone called Eamon, I think he's in the room. Um, he does these things called earth sculptures that essentially are play equipment, but they're kind of technically not play equipment. They encourage play, so they don't need the rasper inspection. So if we don't get as much money, you can go for something like that. These have been really successful in places like Toxteth, so you know, we can definitely have them on Green Gates. Adventure Trail, that would be quite nice as well. So this area going all the way around the edge here, we think that would be really nice as a wildflower garden. It attracts bees, bees are in decline, that's the symbol of fragium, it ties in really well. So F, what have we got here? A bit of grass. 
So this area in the middle here, we want to create further accessibility pathways. They're curving along the sloped gradient of the land to make sure people can go in. And this G would be the Green Gates Social Hub. This one here is a converted shipping container that's actually being used as a book swap. Uh, for one that we would like, uh, we'd like it to be for the community. It could be used for coffee mornings. It could be used to hire out for children's parties. You can have a tuck shop in it. Let's just get people on the park socialising, using it. This one here is used as an outdoor classroom. That's a really cheap one. You could paint it nicely. So if you've got a social hub, you're going to need a toilet. Now, this land isn't connected to services. This is an accessible waterless toilet. So let's have a look at that as well. This area, Idis, would be the last phase of the project. And I've been talking to Rob Crowver from the Devonshire Bakery. Can we create an urban hive on Green Gates Park? This is a project that's been done in Burnley. And you've got this protective casing here for the hive. And we have people who Rob has actually said he is interested in running this project. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be initially, it would be we'd have to get the park going first and this would be something that would come in later. And we all know how important bees are. And I think it would be really fitting for fraction. So what's it all cost? Phase one, flail mowing. I'd like to introduce you to Philip. He, is, he has a flail mower and he can cut this grass for £264, not £1,600 as previously quoted. Flail mowing will cut long grass and woody material, produces fine cuttings and short grass which soon mulches down to provide a great natural fertiliser, no need to remove the horizons, possible second pass. 144 total of 408. We know you have S106 funding. It's available for Frodsham for open parks and spaces. Please, can we give Philip the go-ahead to cut that grass? You've got the money. You've also got 200,000 in the reserves. Please, let's get those gates open for Christmas. Imagine how much fun the children would have snowball fighting on that park if it snows this winter. Phase two, so looking at pathways. Depending on what you go for, the cheapest thing's crushed stone gets a bit more expensive when you look at tarmac. Let's get some benches in there. Wildflower seeding, a bit over a thousand. You know, total of one to, phases one to three, nine, eight, nine-ish at your cheapest, or 40,000 if you go for your tarmac options, okay? So play equipment, you can have it all for 46,000, or you can pick and mix the different bits, options on there, depending on how much funding you are able to get. Um, the earth sculptures, so log football posts, about 200 earth sculptures, 1700. So then we're looking at the social hub, the converted container, 12,000 water, this toilet, about 12,000. So you're looking 30 to 45,000 there, and for the urban high, 4,000 to 5,500. So the whole project would be 90 to 140,000 pounds. That's if you do everything on the wish list. We can take a bit of a pick and mix approach and we can be responsive to the success we get in certain areas. So maintenance, essentially about three and a half grand a year to cut the grass, cut the wildflowers, remove the arising, weed the wildflowers, and then you'd probably want a variable contingency fund. So this is where the hire of the social hub comes in. You could, per se, hire it out for 
£25 a session, potential days profit £75, grounds maintenance costs would be met with the container being hired out for 140 sessions. You know, if it was at full capacity, you could get nearly 30 grand, so you could probably get three and a half. I reckon that's pretty feasible. So everyone says, well, what about the houses? Where are the houses going to go? Now, the first thing with planning, you should always look at before looking at a green field sites, that it means something that has not previously been developed, you should always look at brownfield sites. So we know that there is one behind the leisure centre that's slightly smaller than Green Gates. That could be really nice to maybe work with Weavervale Housing Trust and get something accessible to people with disabilities, maybe elderly people, they're close to the doctors, they're close to the shops. Uh, we also know that there's houses being built at the Cheshire Cheese, that area behind St Hilda's. I know that's being considered, so there are options. There is another brownfield site in Frodsham, and it's the former timber yard behind Gleaves. Now, the complication arises here because it's in the green belt, but if you have a look at just this concrete area, it's actually four times the size of Greengates Park. But it's actually a brown field site within the green belt. It is not a green field site. And you would be able to get planning on that. Okay. So we know there are other options in Frodsham for housing. We are really not at a point where we're so pushed where we need to be building houses on children's playgrounds. There's other things, even if you don't do anything here. There's other sites within Frodsham that have the potential to be built on. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about this housing project uh, in London. So it's designed as affordable housing, it's prefabricated. Now the lovely thing about these, they're all zero carbon and energy neutral and I've been reading the housing needs report and it does actually talk about fuel poverty. So if we're looking at affordable homes but they've got solar panels on the roofs and people are going to be in fuel poverty, that's really interesting. Now these are <coughs> elevated on pilings because they are to be built above car parks. We don't need to do that in Frodsham. We don't need to cram anything in like that. That area in the green belt, what if you did something like this but created an absolutely beautiful landscape space underneath that's really sympathetic to the area that it's in? I think it would actually be more sympathetic to the green belt than what it is. I'm not saying you have to do that. It's just a wild card. I'm throwing it out there. But there's other options if that's decided not to be feasible. So to conclude, we know this isn't about housing because there are other options. We are not at a point where we are so pushed for space that we have to build on a children's playground to fulfil the housing quota. As we've looked, an asset can generate revenue, so it's not about money. We've got 200,000 in the reserves. We know we can apply for funding, so it's not about money, so what is it? Is it about antisocial behaviour? Is it about people being frightened of young people? Because as I've previously said with research, enhanced use services, well-designed outdoor play facilities, they will reduce antisocial behaviour. It's in the play strategy, if you don't believe me. And this is what we need to be looking at. So what's the most inspiring thing for Frodsham? Building a load of houses on a children's playground where we're potentially going to get an increase of 
clear deprivation, antisocial behaviour, more strain on that dog leg junction, potentially increased pollution with all the extra cars that are coming through. It's really not the most sensible option I've ever seen based on the research. What is more inspiring is it creating a beautiful garden where both the generations can come together and enjoy a beautiful outdoor space. As I said, what we would like from you, we'd like a statement with land owner permission so we can apply for funding. And we would like you to open the gates and appoint Philip to be able to go and cut that grass. That's what we would like to get out of today. So imagine, imagine the fun that would be had this Christmas. And I just want to show you another clip here. If we can just this, like, this is another one from the old people. from councillors then. Um, any questions for the presenter? I'll start. Okay, well. We know because we've been down the road and we've got three councillors here who will say to you about grants. They went and they worked tirelessly with a professional body. 
but unfortunately the grants weren't forthcoming, even though there are millions of pounds you can go to rent. We've all been down this road with uh, grants. The other thing is... is on well, can I reply to grants first, what you maybe don't know? Maybe you haven't met Mike. He uh, is, I know Mike very well. Well, he, he is um, on the Marshes Community Benefit Fund, and while he would not be able to vote, he he would be able to give us advice, he would be able to make sure we put in a proper bid. We've actually spoken to the Marshes Community Benefit Fund and they are interested. Right, well then you're very lucky mm. to have Mike uh, that's on the panel on a transparent But well, he panel. would not be able to vote on anything, so there would be... I, I, I don't want to sound negative, but I do wish you luck because I have very sore knuckles as a councillor because we ran out of doors to knock on. It is, you know, I, I, I wish you luck and I say that positively, but it is an uphill struggle and I'm, I'm getting nods off my colleagues here that, you know, and other people in the room as well that we ran out of doors to knock on. We'll also let you know that we've actually been successful in a competition where a, a film company has agreed to make a film on the project that can be used in support of grant applications, which I think adds a, an extra, extra level that a lot of projects wouldn't have. Okay, Judith. And you mentioned Section 106 money. Um, yes. Have you got agreement from Cheshire West and Chesterfield that would come to that project, or are they like to No, that, that's money that Cheshire West holds, and it's available for Fredshire. So the people that apply for that are Fredshire Town Council. So it would be if Fredshire Town Council decides yeah. they are going to, well, you're only Guild and Sutton Warwick Council have been able to support um, a local community group to get Section 106 money in space. I think what we're trying to say is, is because we're actually, have dealt with these, Kingsley Council was given 106 money. And where were Kingsley Council told they had to spend it? Fortune. It doesn't That's always work. I've spoken to the man at Cheshire West. I've spoken to the man at Cheshire West. There's 1,300 available to spend on parks in Russia. I've spoken to him. Yeah, if back in Andrew, I'm sure being Cheshire West Councillor Andrew, have you maybe got some uh, up-to-date information on this 106? I do. I also want to make another suggestion as well, just with regard to the 106 months. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know whether it's the same pot or not. But it does appear that the planning officers at Cheshire West made a mistake. There was a development in Kingsley for which Section 106 monies was an obligation required to be paid. And the terms of that 106 agreement say that the money should be spent in Frodsham, even though the development's in Kingsley. Um, I don't mind where the money gets spent. The money should be spent. Morally, I think the money should be spent in Kingsley, to be fair, in relation to a Kingsley development. And I think it's, it's a mistake. Um, if that money comes to Frodsham, that's absolutely fine. You know, you're welcome to it, providing it, it makes sense, as it were. But do bear in mind there is a question mark over a pot of money that should be in Kingsley but has been given to Frodsham. Okay. So th there is that issue. Can I make an alternative suggestion to you? How about the Town Council gave you an asset transfer? In other words, the Town Council, either through some sort of lease arrangement or actually gifting the land to you, perhaps with the, a, a clawback in case it failed. I'm sure it wouldn't fail if you, with the dynamism you just showed. But rather than have this as a, an issue for the town council to maintain going forward, if it was an asset transfer, it would be all yours to do exactly what you want. Would that be a solution for you? I can't speak on behalf of everyone on the board, so we would have to confer and get back to you on that one. Okay. 
Judith? Uh, the, the letter that you're asking for, to, that you would like tonight, yes. I, I don't think the council would be able to do that because until we know whether Cheshire West and Chester are prepared to lift the covenant, you wouldn't be able to do some of the things that you want to we do on that land. We wouldn't be wanting to lift the covenant. It's to be a children's play area. No, I'm saying some of the things that you've got in your vision. But all of those things are things you would have in a children's play area. It's for the children. But it also incorporates elderly people. But it's it works together. Well, it's, I think you would not have to lift the covenant. Well, Andrew. I was going to say, goes, I just want to say, I, I'm actually with you in relation to this. I can't believe for a moment the covenant would be an issue in circumstances of that sort of scheme. I mean, there may be a tweak, or Cheshire West, can you confirm that you're satisfied with this? And I can't imagine for a moment that there would be an issue. Thank you. Twelve months, whatever that that we put the green gates on hold. <laughs> we did talk about revamp. I mean, Saltworks does need a, a complete revamp. It's it's sadly lacking in a lot of things. And the the, the ponds. I mean, an angling club. If they were to, to take over the management and run that, that'd be fantastic. It's already got a building on there, which is sadly neglected, which could be improved. It could be a community hub, it could be a drop-in centre, it could be a coffee mornings, it could be a social hub for the elderly and the young. Very similar, <coughs> very similar to the old folks' home for four-year-olds. And there could be some absolutely fabulous, fabulous cycling paths, play areas, small kids' play areas, large kids' play areas. I, when I was a kid, I played in the Hawthorne Road play area, and there was three swings. It was three swings, that was it. No one could see them. It was the climbing frame on the It improved, yeah, it improved. It's not but a huge tall hedge, though, separating it from the houses, and there's... No, but at the time... the fields and trust guidance, that would mean it still be outside of the about 400 metre. Not for a lot of the new houses that... I mean, I call them new, I mean, Waterside isn't that new anymore, is it? It's a 20-something years now. Shall we go back to the... Um, but as I was saying as a child, when I played in Hawthorne Road play area, there was no people to oversee us. I mean, it's we not were isolated. We played on the marshes, we were isolated. We played in the caves. Well, there's we a certain isolated. age where that's more appropriate and there's a certain age where... It's yeah, not the rest of the old day, see if you can, and you can in the car park. Can we keep it, no, don't disrespect, but we can keep it to the presenters. We did say that was one of the ground rules before we started this meeting. I'm just saying that there's... Yeah, no, I'm just I'm not opening it up to an open forum. There's I'm, some I'm, I'm allowing another five minutes, folks, for this there's discussion. There's some potential okay, that's okay, with the money put into it. I'm not saying that so that we can build houses <laughs> on Greengate Park. But I just think there's so much potential there for football pitches, better football pitches, cycling paths, walking paths. There's, there's nothing there for the elderly. Um, no, but this is not when, when I went to, to give out leaflets, there was an old couple coming off salt works. They'd been trying to have a walk, the gentleman was visually yeah. impaired, and then he fell over the, the I, I understand, but this is what I'm saying. That and it was still too far for them to walk from where they lived. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that we should have one and not the other, but I'm just saying the potential of salt works is bad, is poorly is badly neglected. But there's also property on there that could be improved and it could be a dropping centre. It could be a it doesn't move it closer to a lot of the residents. No, it doesn't. But there could also be residents on the water side that couldn't even walk as far to Green Gates. 
But if you if you look at them both, yeah, have, have them both. Sounds lovely. I'm not against modernising saltworks, making it better. Let's let's create something nice. See what we can do. Let's get our heads together and see what the best. Potential for both. I think one has been neglected over the the passion to the other. But the potential okay. for salt works is only at the cost of Green Gates at the moment. Okay, um, I'm going to, that's enough on that question if you don't mind. Please. Anybody else around the table got any more questions for the presenters? No? Okay. You, you've made two requests this evening. One is um, that the gates are to be opened and the land is to be mowed. Uh, and the second suggestion was that Basically, we give a letter of authorisation to allow you to apply for grants. I'm going to seek advice on this from the town clerk. I'm not passing the book, but I don't have the knowledge, the procedural knowledge to take this on. So, yeah. That decision can't be made tonight. Okay. The item isn't on the agenda, um, and this was simply to receive information for the council to consider, and then for the council to consider what further information they might need to be able to make a decision on the future of the Ship Street Land. Okay, well, at the earliest possible convenience, we okay. would like yeah. that to be able to proceed. Certainly. Um, so, um, the next item here is to receive a report from Councillor Judith Critchley. Okay, thank you. Um, this is just a factual report. It doesn't make any, offer any opinions on anything. Um, and I offered to do a little bit of digging because there was this view out there that um, a former councillor had given the land in perpetuity to the children, and I can't find any evidence of that. But um, there is a covenant on the land, yeah? There is now. This is about the park as well as the oh. Okay. This is about the history of the park and the Okay, so I'll start with the land that the parish council used to own at Bridge Lane which was opposite um, Gates Garage and some of us older ones will remember that there was, there was a bit of a play area on that. <clears throat> that piece of land was um, 0.4 of an acre and uh, the land on Ship Street the, which is now the, the default play area and the strip of land that is between that and the houses on Clifton Road. That land was purchased in 1956 by Mr Arthur Edwards. In 1964 and 1968, as it was then Runcorn Rural District Council, made two compulsory purchase orders. And they brought those into effect in 1970 and they bought those, those pieces of land, those two pieces of land, uh, for a total of £2,010. At that time, both pieces of land were free from encumbrances. Means there was no restrictions on it at all. So that those two pieces of land were owned by Uncle Rural District Council, which is now effectively Cheshire West and Chester. So eight years later, in 1978, they had then become Vale Royal District Council. They agreed a land exchange with Frodham Parish Council. Uh, we gave up the 0.4 acre parcel of land on Bridge Lane in return for the one point one acre of land on Ship Street plus a payment of £800 which allowed us to play equipment on it. At that stage that's when the Covenant came into effect and I don't know why, presumably because um, Bale Royal didn't want to then sell the land at a massive profit. I, I, I can add to that. The, the reason was that 
Vale Royal was giving more land than it had received, and there would be an issue that the land with the covenant on it was worth less than selling just a green field. And so it was Vale Royal's way of making sure that if there was any value to be realised from what you call the Greengate site, that the release of the covenant would be the mechanism by which that money could be obtained. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Um, at that time, um, under, I put a copy of the exchange deed in the paper. It makes it clear in there that the both pieces of land that were involved in this exchange were, was also free from encumbrances. So although I can't go back any further and find out how Frodham Parish Council came to own the land at Bridge Lane because it was never registered. But the legal teams that dealt with that um, exchange made it very clear that there were no encumbrances, so that there is unlikely to have been any kind of covenant on it by the, the person who supposedly gave the land to Frodsham. So that, that's what all I've been able to find on that land exchange. So the, the Ship Street land became the property of Frodsham Parish Council, Town Council, in 1978. Um, now, there have been, since 2004, there have been four reviews of play areas in Frodsham, and these are set out in there. In 2004, the comments from the public consultation on Ship Street play area, there were concerns about vandalism, broken glass, litter, graffiti, chewing gum on equipment, rusty equipment, and uncooked grass, stories that we're all familiar with. Um, in 2011, um, the results of a further consultation was again about the condition of the play area, the suitability of equipment, inadequate seating area for socialising, vandalism, litter, dog mass, uh, provision for older children. It's very run down. It's one of the least visited sites because of its proximity to the recently opened and far better equipped Saltworks Farm. So the alternative use of the Ship Street site was sought, now this is back in 2011, so we're going back eight years. Um, there's a, a clip from a, a newspaper about the new space on Southwark <coughs> and our the Town Council play area consultation. There was a, a further consultation in 2012, um, which you, you're aware of because you've got the links on the, your uh, Facebook group. The ships the play strategy for the whole of Frodsham. Again, Ship Street play area, um, it said the, the outcome was that the value of the site for play had been superseded by the development of Saltworks Farm, um, and uh, you know the, the intention there was, the proposal was that uh, it's an unpopular play area and it, it should be considered for disposal. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the, the town consultation in 2014, as you know, 71% um, of consultees thought that it would support the council for its disposal. Um, so that's the reviews. Uh, discussions at Frodsham Town Council, you, you've seen the, all of the old minutes where it was discussed. I won't read them all out now, but they are in this paper. Um, so it, it's been clearly in the public domain for some time now that the council has considering disposing of the land. And why did we sell it? It's clear because in all of those four reviews, it wasn't a well-supported site. And there was also um, a letter from residents, on eight residents on Ship Street, 
uh, we would like to complain about the amount of people who use the children's play area on Ship Street to walk their dogs. The dogs are let off the leaves and allowed to run where they like. We are also getting people congregating late at night, drinking alcohol. This can only get worse and the weather, as the weather improves, and we would be grateful if you would look into the problems. So basically, that, that was our remit as a council. We were, it wasn't a well-used play area, it wasn't well-maintained, and it was causing problems to certainly eight households on Ship Street. So we've got Saltworks Farm, 22 acres of land with four football pitches, parking for 51 vehicles. 2007, the skate park was added. 2011, the play equipment was added. Um, now, I appreciate that there are problems now with Saltworks, but they're ones that can be resolved, and it basically just needs money thrown at it. So the money could be spent in one on one play area or on two play areas, but it will cause problems in achieving funding when there are two play areas close together. That's basically all my report says. May so I was hoping for more information, but okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for the work that you've put into that. And I, I'll hand that report to the next. Yeah. Andre, uh, thank you, Julie. Thank you for that <coughs> piece of research. Um, I served on the town council from 07 uh, up to 15, and I remember the council in 07 to 11 had issues with regard to maintenance of the equipment, and some of the equipment had actually become unsafe mm. at that time, and that was decisions were taken in that 07 11 period to remove some of the equipment, such as the swings and so on and so forth, because they couldn't, they couldn't be made safe, they were too old. And, and, and they also the issue at the time was it wasn't considered to be a, a, a good use of money mm. at the time as well. Yeah. Okay, thank you. One, uh, okay, one last one. Um, just to, to come back and say what we're proposing is a multi-generational space, not just a children's play area, which makes putting in bids a, a different a different ball game, to use that phrase. Um, Sport England, we, we talked about the Grant Fair, they just released a campaign called We Are Undefeatable, which is all about the importance of exercise and activity to all generations for mental health, physical health and well-being. So it's that kind of footing that we will be putting out there in, in grant applications. Also, um, the Chief Medical Officer for England has just on September 5th released guidance about the importance of physical activity to physical and mental health and well-being. So this is what we need to be putting in those grants. Please don't puff up your cheeks. It's all about making it a multi-generational area. Thank you. Okay, last question yeah. from... Oh, I would just like to... Oh, sorry. Last two questions. And sorry. Moving it yeah. on. Okay, I know, going back to the consultations that we have had previous ones, I do know how things were worded in that last one that affected our part lane when we were trying to get money. So I do think it's the way some of those, um, how they were worded. Also, I'd like to mention that when um, they applied for Top Road, not Top Road, the Townfield Lane, that was at one time said that the equipment should be, it should be closed because of the uh, equipment. So I do think that we should really consider the fact that I think it's a great idea, and especially for health and well-being. Very, very final question. Okay, I've got a, a question, a supplementary question. That fits in, yeah, if I can say this. Is the intention to build houses on green gates? 
Is that a proposal? No. It isn't? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I've done some research as well. And can anyone tell me what the population increase since the last census in 2001 has been? We haven't got those figures because we haven't had any... Okay, well I have, yeah. And the population in uh, 2001 was 3,977 people. In, in where? In Frochen. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 It's about 9,300. Yeah. Sorry? Our population is about 9,300. Uh, yeah, I'm talking 2001. Oh, it would be about 9,002. Yeah. And then it was 9,000. Just, just, uh, just to clarify that, we, we, we would have had to have been way over that to become a town. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm telling you what's on the side. Okay. okay. And by the way, this is from... Uh, from Cheshire West, okay. The, the other thing is that in 2011, it was 9,226, and the projection in 2017 was 9,440, which means an increase over 17 years, sorry, 16 years, of only 463 people. And it brings into question, from my point of view, well, certainly we've had developments all around Frodsham, why we would need to build houses on that piece of estate. And I'm, I'm being assured that that is not the plan. We don't know what we're going to do at the moment. But it's interesting, I think, to bring that to people's attention. Do we really need houses? Okay, Can I just deal with a planning point? <coughs> Very briefly, then. The, the, the issue that Frodsham has is that we are very tightly surrounded by Greenbelt. The reason why this site is attractive is that it isn't in Greenbelt, where the other side of the road is. So, for example, if one was looking to get a housing scheme off the ground for whatever number of houses you're choosing, but let's say 22 units, which is the number I quickly counted from the presentation, it would be far easier to get planning permission for them on that site than it would be the other side of the road. It would be very easy to put a park the other side of the road, but it wouldn't be so easy to do the housing. It's, it's also why the neighbourhood plan is so important, not only for this, but also for the other development site that was shown. Because our, our neighbourhood plan could give us the opportunity to release that site that we're seeing now out of the green belt through a referendum process. We all love referendums in this country, don't we? Uh, and that could change that designation and we could have housing there. The, the problem with the, lo the local plan for Frodsham is that it hasn't given us any expansion room and it's because our, our green belt is so tight upon us. And if you look at other communities such as Helsby and so on and so forth, they have been allowed to expand more because they haven't had so much land tight upon them in green belt. So the green belt question is ironically tied up with Thank this as well. Thank you for those words of wisdom, Andrew. That is it, folks. Um, the 80... Um, where am I? 86.3 is to consider what further information is required to enable the council to make a decision with regard to the future of the site. That's a bit how long is a piece of string, really. Um, we have a proposal here. I'd like to make a proposal that we do a town-wide consultation through the council. I'd like to give the Green Gates Park people a further six months to go out for grants to see if they can actually fund the, uh, the park 
um, as we did for Park Lane and as we did for Townfield. I think that would be a fair consultation, then the consultation would be free, not being done by Greengate, not being done by Council, but by Cheshire West and Chester, and I think that way we would all have a better outlook on the future. I don't think we need another consultation. We have to have one anyway. So that, that is the proposal on the table. Do we have a seconder for that proposal? Andrew, I need... I have a different proposal I'd like to make. Right, OK. Well, do we have a second for this proposal? Okay. Well, can we hear Andrew's first? Um, another proposal, even though we've not had a second? Are you going to vote on that first one first? <coughs> <coughs> OK, we'll hear the second. I think we need a quick... Uh, discussion between this council and the Green Greengrape team and I suggest that's done within a month. I suggest we have a special town council meeting in a month's time and I would hope within that month that we can see whether the gaps can be closed to see what the art of the possible is so that a, a set of proposals that the Green Greengrape's community can support and potentially the town council could support could be put forward and that we aim to take a decision next month uh, so we know exactly what they want. So when we have the discussions about go away and find where you can get grants, for example, or the answer to the question that I pose, would you take an asset transfer? We could explore all those and others which are bound to arise and then make a more informed choice next month. I will remove my proposal off the table for councillors. Okay, do we have a seconder for Andrew's proposal? I'll second it. Okay, and I'll second in that. So can we have a vote around the table on that, please? I suggest we have a little working, a little working party to meet with them to, to go through the art of the possible. Do you do you want to? Uh, uh, I'm happy to do it, but others might want to do it. Can I can I say that I don't think this is fair. There's some provision the uh, chair is that uh, Park Lane. Did their residents the honour of going around that area where this one they'd produced went wider? They was even picking leaflets up and they was coming in from a wide area of Prodgem. Now, people in Langdale Way, people who's lived down Marks Lane and that, don't know what's happening in that area and what happened as I was there when the land was transferred and everything and what went on there. I know, I know some of the, I know some of the people, um, you know, that's um, passed away, and 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 there's different neighbours there. Now I've been told that a good many of them are refusing because of they wasn't told the story. I wasn't delivered nothing, never has been. I put a leaflet through your door. Okay. I've quite a few. Okay, thanks for that, Frank, and the points uh, I, I duly noted on that. That's all we're looking at at this point. Okay, folks, thank, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to move the meeting, meeting, I'm moving the meeting on now. out of order, Mr Pennington. You're, you're um, welcome to stay. Uh, we, we would like you to stay for the rest of the meeting. Uh, but anyone that wants to leave the meeting now, I'll pause for a couple of minutes to allow people to, to leave if they want. But you are welcome, folks, to stay for the rest of the meeting.
She's at another meeting at Cheshire West uh, tonight, so hence you've just got me. Uh, first thing to mention is Castle Park itself. Um, there are plans increasingly afoot to give Castle Park the trust a separate legal entity distinct from Cheshire West and Chester. There's been quite extensive coverage of this item in the, the local media where effectively we're looking at some sort of, I say the word divorce, it's not a nasty divorce or a horrible divorce, but some greater separation to allow the trust greater freedom to do things and also, frankly, to be in a position to criticise Cheshire West. The trust has got a little bit of a black hole in its accounts at the moment, largely because the ground floor hasn't been let. Ground floor hasn't been let for two years because Cheshire West has the responsibility to do so. Cheshire West are largely responsible for the void but haven't been able to fill it. That's exactly the sort of issue that we are fighting against and want to deal with. I'll move on to the next bit, much more pleasant news. Uh, my favourite uh, event of the entire year is handing out medals to the youngsters who have, have completed the Summer Reading Challenge. Uh, we, Lynn and I did that um, just 10 days ago as such. Absolutely wonderful time. We also used that as an opportunity to trail a 2K park run for all the youngsters in and around Frobsham with a view to doing it here in Castle Park or on Saltworks Farm or potentially both subject to uh, having volunteers. We use the opportunity of the Reading Challenge to get volunteers. We've got a load of volunteers now, so hopefully we'll be able to get that in fruition. I'm hoping to get that up and running before Christmas, but that will be subject to discussions with Park Run themselves um, and the, the volunteers. But it will be 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, so you'll never have an excuse for lying ever again. Um, I was honoured to take part in Chester Pride. I know our mayor was at Chester Pride as well. It was a most so was I. Life affirming. You walked event. straight past. Me. Sorry, thank you. Asked Jones. Well, it was wonderful, Sorry. absolutely wonderful event. I've never smiled so much for a long period. It was just great. 
Uh, you've met with uh, Vanessa from Cheshire West, uh, Lynn and I have met with Vanessa discussing car parking, CCTV, highways and so on and so forth. Uh, the report that you've got on CCTV needs to be modified because there are plans for three cameras, not two. Uh, two, two pan and zooms and one uh, further up Church Street. We've debated whether there should be yet more. We want there to be phase two and phase three. I am desperately trying to persuade them to put CCTV in Castle Park. I don't want to have to use trust monies to do it, but it's one of those obvious places where we need it. I've also talked to Cheshire West about the wider plans for the businesses and the community to come together to provide additional CCTV, such as Downship Street and other areas such as that. And Cheshire West has agreed to go away and uh, look at it. I've reported a number of highways issues to them, and I have got my fingers crossed. I share every bit of the frustration uh, that has been shown. You may know that the highways budget is traditionally used to balance the council's budget, so in a good year, highways get maintained at the end of the year, and a bad year, they don't. Unfortunately, they seem to have uh, managed to avoid maintaining them for far too many years. Uh, and if you remember the extensive uh, upgrades we had about uh, seven, eight years ago, I'm conscious that those roads are now breaking down as well. So we're going to have an, an even bigger maintenance problem uh, in the years to come. But rest assured, uh, I, I waste no opportunity in raising it. We're hopefully going to have the Chief Executive of Cheshire West here in Fodgham again sometime in the autumn, and I will take it round all the roads that you raised and that was uh, uh, besides. I think that will do for now, other than saying we are all looking for a home for the Frontier History Society's records. So anyone who's got a chance uh, of offering them a home, uh, we'd love to do it. And of course, we're all going to be celebrating the Community Centre this next weekend for their Queen's Award volunteering. Hopefully that's short enough. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. Any questions for Andrew? Yes, just, just one. Well, he's on about the Easter Society. I think this council should have a meeting with them and see if we can't help them if it's through H&L. We have our records there and as you know there's two and three and four apartments in them and I think we should get together a working party and work something out with them and keep the records here instead of losing them. Okay, okay thanks for that. Um, item 88, there's three sub-items in there all to do with minutes. I propose that we take all three of them on block. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Move. Oh, can I have a hands, please? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, can I ask? Yeah. Can I do them? Yeah. Yeah. Remind me, or I'll disappear. Uh, item 89 uh, is co-option. As you appreciate, we're members down on the council at the moment, which we, we propose to get back to full strength. Um, so to note the applications for Alberton and Five Crosses Ward, Waterside Ward and Castle Park Ward. Has everybody had sight of yeah. those? Can I just yeah. read something out Yeah. Uh, so just to confirm, there's one applicant for Waterside Ward, Lucy Sumner, one candidate for Castle Park Ward, Phil Griffiths, and one candidate who's not specified a ward, Helen Hayes. There's no candidate for Overton and Five Crosses Ward, however Helen Hayes has indicated that she would be happy to represent any ward. Okay, thanks Jan. Um, okay then, so uh, 89.2 is to co-opt to fill those vacant positions. Um, 
how do you propose to move that forward then? Um, Are we doing an open vote? Yes, yeah. by a show of hands. So for Waterside Ward, then Lucy Sumner. So if, uh, everybody's happy that they've read uh, the submissions from Lucy and can make a decision this evening. Uh, then could we have a show of hands for Lucy Sumner? And those against. Those please. against. And no abstentions. No? So that's carried. That's carried. I'll, I'll be in touch following the meeting. Okay. Um, the next one is for Kessel Park Ward, which is Phil Griffiths. Again, everybody is happy that they can make a decision for or against or an abstention on that this evening. Uh, can we have a show of hands for Phil Griffiths, please? Okay, well, can't And against? Against. Two and... One yes. abstention. One abstention, was that? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's carried. And finally, for Helen Hayes, who you know is happy to step in wherever she's needed, so to speak. So again, if everybody's happy that we can make a decision on Helen, Day, uh, Helen Hayes, sorry, can we have a show of hands on that, please? Does Helen have action here? Yes. Okay. Ah, <laughs> I'm just looking that way. I do. Okay. Can I just take that again? Show of hands again, folks, if you will, please. And against? Two against. Any abstentions? So no abstentions. No abstentions. So again, that's. Sorry. Uh, so all those uh, are carried. So welcome on board. We appreciate that you know you can't vote for any of the items on the meeting this evening. I think you officially become councillor. Well, actually, the next council meeting is the 25th of November for council, but I'm going to talk to the three of you about what we can, we can do with that. Chair, okay. can I do yeah. a brief word? The reason why I voted against is um, on my principle that I stated at the beginning of the year that I thought the council should be reduced in numbers. So it would have been hypocrisy of me to vote to add more people to a council that I think is already well served. Yeah. And I'll, I'll support that, Mr Chairman, because I seconded it. Okay, so that's to technically know <coughs> in the minutes, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Um, Okay, um, so item <coughs> 90 is finance, um, and 90.1 is to approve the finance support for August 2019. Can we take them and block? Can, can we do them on block again? Yes, because yeah, I've gone so through them and uh, right, they're so perfect. We, yeah, we've got... 90.3 needs to be done, needs to be done separately. Does it? Because well, it's the approval of transfer of funds, not funds. of the um, of, of right. report. Okay. So if we take 90.1, 90.2, and 90.4 on block. Yes. yes. Okay. So I'm going to show that. Uh, that. Show hands. Is that carried? Yeah, that's unanimous. Right. Okay. And Can then, I just make one point yes, on, on yes. the accounts? Because I know it's been asked in the past. I just wanted to run through how the invoices get paid. So effectively, invoices come in. I, as a town clerk, check to see that the goods, services, whatever it is, has been received and signed the uh, account for payment. Each invoice is then given a reference number and logged in the expenditure book. Each invoice requires three signatures of councillors 
with the exception of direct debits, which have already been approved by council, so don't require another three signatures. Only when there are three signatures on the invoice is the invoice paid, either by fax or cheque, no petty cash is held. In addition to the three signatures on the invoice, any cheque payment must also have two signatures, and the cheque stub is also initialed. That's just to make clear what the process is for making payments. Cheers, can I just make a quick yes. uh, reply to that? So, about a, two weeks ago, as Mayor, I received a letter, which I won't go into detail about, um, however, it was very serious in what it was content. It was referring to one of our current councillors um, who has been accused of fraud. And I just wanted this note about how our finances are covered because as a councillor, a mayor, and I'm sure as other people around this table would be uh, rightly questioning is, what is our procedure for expending our public money? Um, so I just want to make sure that it isn't open to abuse, and which I don't believe it is with the signing of three other councillors. So I just wanted it to be noted that there was a letter received. Okay, thank you for that. I presume, Joe, that these are generic standing orders as far as finances is concerned yeah, yeah, that we follow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Andrew. Um, well, I'm quite shocked by what uh, Liam has said there. Um, that raises at least. Well, several questions in my mind. I don't, I don't care who it is, it doesn't matter. Uh, what matters to me is to make sure that we are safeguarding the public purse. Um, Town Clerk, can you tell me how many of us are on the various bank mandates, for example, to sign the cheques, and how many of our number habitually sign them? So are we having the same number of people doing all the signing, or are we having a mixture? I know, for example, I'm not on the mandate. Personally, I... I... I'm on that list, but I probably like tonight I will sign, but then I don't sign maybe for another two months because I don't yeah, very yeah. rarely come into the office. So I think the question was, you know, are, are we getting the same people signing all the time, which, you know, is not allowed basically, is it? Can, Judith. Can I just make a point that because Donna and I are both signatories, we, we have an a, agreement with the town club that we would never ever both sign the same cheque. If Donna signs a cheque, I wouldn't be another signatory on it. Yeah. I'm, you know, personally, I'm satisfied that the audit trail there were as watertight uh, as I think we go above and beyond. Really. Caroline? Yeah, could I just make a point? I think Joe, you said something about when there's a, um, signatures required for a cheque. I think you said two signatures. Yes, three. It's three. Yeah, it's three. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I think just a typo there. Because it, what you have to do is it's three yeah, signatures it is on the cheque. And three signatures on the, on on the store, initials, initials on the store, yeah. and on the paperwork. Yeah. I always so have done. And I, I have to say, I always, as you know, Joe, check everything meticulously. So, so how many of us are not on the mandate? Are you talking about the bank mandate? Well, it never matter because I say I haven't since I've come back on. I'm not on the bank mandate, and I haven't signed anything. Uh, and I'm one of, at the moment, 13, and we'll soon to be 16 again. Yeah. So, so any councillor can sign indeed. this one, yeah. which is the uh, invoice for payment. Um, and I would have to go back upstairs and have a look to see exactly who's on the bank mandate, because that's a different question. Well, can I, can I make a suggestion that all of us go on, um, yeah. and also, I mean, I, I think we should write into standing orders. I think it's excellent what uh, Donna and Judith have done. I think we should write into our standing orders that where there are family members, uh, or close associates, only one of the family members' close associates can sign. I think it's a sensible precaution you guys have taken. 
and also that you seek to rotate who signs what so that we're not in a situation of it always being the same people. And I think if we do that, then I would agree with you that we've done everything we can. Done. But it's also, I'm a, like, like, we're, we're in work. Yes, of course. Judith and Frank and Mally, who I think are signatures. Caroline. Caroline. Often here in the daytime. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I'm not being devil's advocate here. We've got to remain watertight, but we've always, we, we don't want our uh, people that we owe money to having to wait right. a long time because, yeah. I mean, I'm the first to admit I very rarely get the chance my communications, phone, and, and email. So I take on board what Andrew says. You know, it sounds like I'm being devil's advocate here. No, but it's no. true. I mean, some people can get here yeah. more conveniently than, yeah. than others, or it wouldn't be waiting for a meeting. I think, um, Mr. Chairman, to fetch it to light to you, and the checks here, what we have to sign for and everything, are more quicker now than I've ever known it. Mm. Mm. And I think only for our good clerk that um, I'll support her, we have no problems. Sign in, it's either me, Councillor Neil's there, or Councillor Ashton comes in. This, I, I've never seen any problems, but they are issued quickly, signed quickly, and we have no problems. Yeah. And, and I, I also, yeah, I was just going to say, I also like the yeah, idea, you know, it's much better now that we've gone on to a lot of payment yeah. back, back transfers. Quite agree. Debbie, last question. Uh, I'm just saying. I just said I'm happy to go on to sign, and I only live around the corner. So. Yeah, okay, that's brilliant. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's by choice, you know, it's not arm up the back that, that you have to go on for the new new councillors, you know, it's purely by choice. I'll bring this to the next council meeting yeah. along with revised standing orders. Okay. Um, so we just need. Have we got an approved second? Yes, yeah. Proposed from seconded? Yeah. I propose them, yes. Yeah, we've seconded. Seconded? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And just just one more safety check. All the accounts come to the meeting, every meeting. Yeah. So you've all got the opportunity to look through them and make any comment, which I would rather you made outside of the meeting so that I can clarify anything that's on there. But it's there. Um, if it could just be noted uh, that Councillor Ashton left the meeting at uh, 2049. Okay, um, so we need to we just we, we need to go back to uh, 90.3. 90.3. Approved to transfer of funds from the cooperative current account yeah. to the CCLA investment account. Are all councillors happy that. with what, yeah. what this is about? Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, would you just quick thirty seconds yeah, maybe yeah. just bring um, the new councillors up? The CCLA account pays interest. The normal current account doesn't. <laughs> So um, I'm asking permission 
to transfer funds from the current uh, account into the investment account. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the organisation is local government approved, etc. Et et it's not as if we're speculating with local, you know, with people's money. It is all uh, above board. And it's a very good idea. It's a very good idea. It's Debbie. just an, an instant access investment account, so you can move it from one to move the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so we. The, 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 sorry, the proposal is to approve that. Yeah. Ali's proposing it, Frank's second it, show of hands. Thank you very much. Okay, um, so item 91 is just a note to make the conclusion of the external audit. Yeah. Move that, Chair. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, to, together with section one, two and three of the AGAI have been published on the website and posted on the notice board. So again, it's part of our transparency and uh, anybody can see that. Judith? Can I just ask, it to be noted that, our thanks to Joe, for, because you came in towards the end of the financial year yeah. and to, to cope with all of that and get us through the internal and external audit, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. 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 Can I have that minuted? Yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, grants to consider the recommendations of the grant panel, the document has been circulated, and place the balance of the grant budget into the events committee budget. So a two-pronged thing there. So the first one is to consider the recommendations of the grants panel. Has anyone else seen <coughs> yes. that document? Anyone like to comment or selection? Everybody happy for that to go to approval, yeah? Yeah, we've got Liam's proposing it and a show of hands on that. Can, I, can I just abstain from that and can I also ask for my comment a minute here? I fully respect everything they've done, but my reaction when going through it was I thought they'd been a mite harsh uh, with what has been there, so I have abstaining. Okay, thank you. Is that because of the time lapse? Or no, no, no. I just, the, the impression, I, I, some of it looked very procedural in terms of the reasons given for refusal. Okay. And, and some of the requests were met with significantly smaller sums and so on and so forth. My, my immediate reaction was, hmm, okay. I appreciate we're running within budget constraints ourselves, but that was hence upstanding. Okay. So the second part of that really, uh, although it is shown all in one there, uh, I think it needs to be divided, is to place the balance of the grant budget into the events committee budget. Chair, can I just explain why? Yeah. We've got people that were coming for a grant after the time scale and also that they were holding an event before the grants would be accepted by this council. So if we had some contingency plan to be able to give a small amount um, but the events budget doesn't have that facility now so because we had underspent it meant that the events committee could then issue a small grant say for £250 or for £200 if something come up in the year or an emergency for a school or a scout group or whatever that was the contingency behind the idea. Okay, so what is the amount that we wish to be made for? Um, six. Uh, six. 
Consider the recommendations of the committee in relation to review the committees uh, that the recommendations put forward be approved for a trial period of six months. Full council to consider whether to put amendments into the uh, sorry as you were allotments into the cemetery committee, and full council to determine the process of the planning committee meetings. That's recommendation one. Can we take that through? As, as one recommendation, or do we need to look at that? In I, well, I, have, I have concerns about that. Um, regarding the issue of the planning committee, I think that um, we've gone from a sort of ad hoc sort of meeting, sort of twice a month, to now meeting once a month as a committee. Um, I think to go back to how it was formerly as the previous system only considers major and contentious applications um, and to meet um, infrequently, uh, I personally can't support that. I think the way that we do things now as the planning committee um, are sound and robust and it gives us, the Frodgham Town Council and the people of Frodgham, a forum uh, that is regular for us to voice our concerns and support <coughs> for developments. Andrew. Um, I didn't know Liam was going to say that, but I totally agree with him. Um, the majority of my inbox as a Cheshire West councillor is full of the smaller applications and people making objections or having concerns, and your ability to influence and to negotiate and to have things changed or ameliorated is actually very, very important. Um, and I, whilst FTC is only a consultee, um, I wouldn't downplay your role. You may feel you're ignored all the time. You may very well be ignored 90% of the time. The key thing is, you, you, you've got skin in the game, as it were. You are part of it. And I would very much regret if the town council didn't take its fullest opportunity. So I'm with Liam in relation to this. Okay, I'm going to subdivide that then. So to consider the recommendations of the committee in relation to review, uh, the review of committees, and that re any recommendations then that follow should be for a trial six-month period. Debbie? Um, I didn't agree with putting the allotments in with the cemetery because I thought it was more environment. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. it's more well, the only reason yeah. that, that that came up was the that money. they are the two money-making yeah. elements of the council. Um, so the, that's what is, is, is council. Yeah, what's funny, Andrew, you might like to enlighten us on the joke. It's quite easy. I mean, the, the idea that a cemetery is money-making itself is, is troublesome. But it does bring revenue into the council, that's what I was meaning, so if you wanted me to borrow that. Maybe revenue. Yeah. More PC than money-making. Should we sell on that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, right, so can, can we take this first one then, that any recommendations that are given the green light is for a six-month trial per period? Mm. 
Okay, if I put that in, sorry. Can I just add one thing? At the moment, okay. the way that the accounts are set up by the company that you paid to come and set that up, they would have to come back in and redo the accounts. I, I cannot change the way they are done as it is now. So I'm asking if we could trial this uh, committee for six months, but I leave the accounts unchanged until um, next financial year. Yeah. Yes, trial the exclusions of the planning committee. Yeah, I'm yeah. Well, no, just the all I'm doing at the moment is saying anything we agree past this point now is for six months only. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think that we have to take this recommendation and uh, strip the planning part because that's yeah, that's doing. that's what I'm doing. And then you, you can go along with yeah. whatever. There's no budget the allotment committee. Yeah. I know what I'm just saying. Whatever. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's turn it, let's turn it around the other way then and, and do that at the end. So, proposal is that we put the allotments into the cemetery committee. That is a proposal I'm making simply because it's written here. Yeah. So, do I have a seconder for that? Second. Donna seconds it, and can I have a vote on that? So, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. No, I'm, I'm going to abstain after that. I've simply... Oh, so you're not proposing No. It. Well, can I propose it and then abstain? Yeah. I mean, I'm only proposing it because it's here to move things on. Will somebody else then propose it? Right, thank you. Okay, and we do it. Do we have a seconder? Mally's seconding it. Can we have a show of hands on it? This is allotments. To go into cemetery. A seconder for that? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five in favour. Those against? Five oh, against. And I'll still abstain now, because I will abstain as well as a business matter. Okay, so that's, so that's carried. That's carried. Okay. Um, We've got the allotments in December. Yeah. We're going to, are we also going to trial the recommendations for a six month period? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And we have now determined the process. Well, no, we still need to determine the process of planning. Yeah, that was going to be my second bit. Okay, so the proposal is the changes that have been outlined and made to the planning committee. Again, yeah. I, I'm not proposing that, I'm just giving the information. Do we have a proposal? What are you proposing? Uh, that the planning committee stays as it is. Right. Yeah, no changes to it. I'll second it. Yeah. Okay. And a vote, please. If those in favour. More in favour of keeping the planning. Those against, please. Four against. Upstairs. So, I'm still. This, these figures don't add up. We've got four in favour. No, it's fine, I think. Can we have that vote again, please? All those in favour of Liam's proposal? One, two, three, four, five. Five in favour. Those against. Four against. Yeah. You're abstaining. You're abstaining. Two abstentions. So that's carried. Thank you very much. Okay. And then if we still need to do it, that they are being those are for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to do that as a proposal, or are you just happy to take that as read? Uh, let's do it as a proposal. Yeah. Okay, I'll propose that then. Both of those things that have been agreed are for a trial of six months only. I'm proposing Andrew's second in. Can we have a show of hands on that first? This is just for a trial. Yeah. 
Procedure as recommended by the committee. That's recommendation two. So, are we accepting all of the other proposals on the committee? On, on the committees, you accepted the recommendation that the review, as you, as was put forward, um, be approved for a child six months period. Right. So we yeah. the merging of the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to put the allotments into cemetery. Yeah. Um, so we have a new amenity committee? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so 93.2 to consider adoption of the complaints procedure as recommended by the PMP committee. That was recommendation two. Proposed? Second. Before we vote, can I just make a, a short comment in relation to it? Uh, I very much welcome uh, this policy. I do wonder whether it would help if we amended uh, the introduction to make it clear that whilst we don't deal with the formal complaints, if possible we will deal with it as informally. I know informal complaints come next, but we don't join the, the distinction, like paragraph 1.2, between a formal complaint and an informal complaint. And I think it would be helpful to say at paragraph 1.2, the town council does not consider formal complaints against councillors. If a matter can be dealt with informally, it will try to do so. Please see paragraph two below, and then continue as we have. I, I think that sentence would help yeah. enormously. You spoke very quickly there, Ranjan, I didn't get it all. So if you could put that in an email. Sure, me, I will do. Thank you. So will that, will that have a direct effect on whether this recommendation it's a very minor change and it doesn't alter the the document in any meaningful right. sense. It just makes it easy to read and help people navigate through um, what, what's here. It's, it's just really a linking sentence. Right. But I, so I can we vote on adopting that now? Yeah. Well, with, even with that minor addition? Does, does that mean, well, I, I just think we're confusing the issue again if we say, well, we may well maybe deal with some complaints against councillors. But, but really, with, we don't have that agreement. It has I, to go to the with respect, monitoring office. That's the law. The law actually is we can't deal with complaints, the formal complaints, but we can deal with informal complaints. And that's what the, the judge has even said in relation to these things. Uh, and to my mind, if, you, if somebody reading this has got a complaint to make, sees the town council doesn't make formal complaints against the councillors, it, it automatically seeks to escalate it in their mind. Whether anybody would bother to read beyond paragraph 1.2, I'm not sure. What I'm trying to do is to have as a second sentence that if the matter can be dealt with informally, there is a mechanism that we can deal with it. Okay. And I, I, that's what I'm seeking to so try and downplay things. Do, if it do, we, need, do we need an amendment to uh, any recommendation that a <coughs> caveat that that's put in there? I just don't think that we should start offering to get involved in complaints against councillors. But what does, then you've got this whole section of two, which is all about informal complaints, and so the town council will seek to resolve all complaints informally prior to a formal complaint being lodged. Okay, I have concerns about the council dealing informally with complaints, because who do they go to? It's like in a work situation, 
if I have a, a grievance against my direct manager, I can't go to him to grieve to, with my grievance. I have to go above. And there may be, I think, there would be a lack of fairness and people who, who want to deal with those complaints. So I think a more formal approach would be better. Well, can I just make a comment? As we've got a section in this document on informal complaints, if you take that logic, you can't support this document yeah. at all, and we need to go back and rethink it. All I was seeking to do was to make this document more internally coherent and actually to be more user-friendly. Uh, your, your principled objection would suggest that we can't approve this document if, it, if it's supported by everybody else. Right. Andrew, do you want to put... <clears throat> What, what you've said with your little caveat, do you want to put that forward as a, as a proposal? Well, I propose we adopt this document subject to a minor amendment to paragraph 1.2, which makes it clear that if we can deal with an informal complaint, we will. And I suggest the proposal is that the town clerk settles the wording uh, tomorrow with me, as needs me. Okay, so that's the proposal on the table, folks. Do we have a seconder for Andrew's proposal? I'll second that. We only second in it. Can we take a, sh a vote on that, please? And those That's against fine. that proposal, and any abstentions? We have two abstentions. So that is carried. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> um, 93.3 then, to consider the recommendation that, well, this is a multifaceted one as well, <laughs> by the looks of it. Um, the chain of office be refurbished, B, the silver trophies be sold, and C, full council be asked to provide a budget of £120 towards regalia fund, and that is recommendation three. Before we move forward on that, are you happy to be that to be taken as rec the recommendation as it is, or do you want it subdivided? No, take it as it is. Take it as it is, Andrew. There are a number of us around this table who have been uh, past mayors and who have our names on said chain or should have our names on mm. said yeah. chain. I don't see that to be any form of interest at all, but I'd just like the town clerk to tell us whether she thinks those of us who have our names on the chain do have any interest that would preclude us from voting on this item. I would say not. Thank you. I would say my name's not on it, I don't think. No, no, no. no. Well, no. to be refurbished. Yeah. Yeah. Frank, you're just probably on it from first time round. Yeah. Could, yeah. I, just, could yeah. I just clarify? The chain that we're talking about yes. being refurbished is not the mayor's chain. Okay. It is for the mayoress or the consort's chain, okay. as it, um, we've had several comments about it, um, so we're about it, to change it. It does say the chain of office, though. It doesn't say the consort's yeah. chain. I need to elaborate. Yeah. Yeah, so we just need, we just need a word. So Sorry, um, <coughs> one, one question. The silver trophies to be sold. What are the silver trophies? Yeah, you have a document. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we, we respect some of them are quite <coughs> obscure, aren't they? They used they're the to be used for the best kept garden competitions. And they've been in a box in the lockup ever since that we've not used them. Well, they're quite badly battered. And they're badly battered. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. scrap value, basically, yeah. that we're getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it, it would be an insult in the state that they're in that you were. You presented up to somebody yeah, at the moment. I So, okay, guys, we're going to take that. Um, we're, we're going to take that as it stands. Okay, so recommendation three is as it shows at ninety-three point three. Okay, yeah. Chairman, can yeah. you make sure that if, if, 
that the chain of office is actually changed to specify that it is the constant yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. Is it one that was found in a drawer? Is that yeah. 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 In the box. What was it? Can you just remind me again what it was from? Yeah. It was from the um, a guild that is now defunct in Great Britain that was part of a, a guild federation. federation. Um, and we went into all sorts to try and find whether there was anybody that was still living or whatever yeah. but yeah. we got uh, the notice back that the society is now different sorry another question what do you propose to do with the money raised from the sale of the trophies well this goes to the pmp or it'll go into the reserves no, it'll go for the chain so that we don't have to take <coughs> any money from anybody um, it means that the <coughs> that needs to be spent on the chain of office for the consort won't cost us a great deal it'll, it'll because we'll offset the trophy. initially net nil, but yeah. if there is any money left over, that would be put there. Sorry, the what is the net. total amount that you would get for the trophies potentially? From the paper that's been circulated. Around 900. In total? Yeah. yeah. Just short of the and how much is it going to cost to get the change? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a bit fluid. We've got the change already. Yeah, that was the current weight price. Yeah. Um, it also depended on the year of make and the period of the year. Yeah. What? So the silver It's going to be 900. It's got to be refurbished, hasn't it, the chain, sorry. It's got to be totally polished and then the um, pendant from the consort's chain that is as now fixed to and, and then a full clean for the whole lot. And I've got an estimate. Yeah. Yeah. You've got an estimate of that, have you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, of how much you sat there. Um, isn't it in the paper that was sent out, Joe? Um, an estimate of the cost of uh, the chain. The refurbishment. Was it £120? Yes. Something like that, yeah. Yes. So it will. So the £900 will go into reserves yes. in the sale of the silver. Yeah. Got mm -hmm. uh, a uh, question? Yes. In, in the past, um, Let's use the word consort for a moment. Did any anyone ever wear one before? Yes. I mean, yeah. 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 Yes. Every, okay. every man is entitled to have a consort. Yeah. Okay. Um, some mayors have had different people for different I'm events. just thinking this chain has been in some cupboard for some years. Oh, no, well, no, no. This, this is another chain this that we're repurposing. So it's a spare one. Yeah. 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 Well, is it necessary then to no. do to It's do a consortium. The, oh, there isn't a chain at the moment. The, the consort chain is just on a velvet collar thing. Yeah, and it's a bit. And it's not very nice. No. Um, yeah. Okay, guys, I'm moving this on. Yeah. So that's the recommendation. Yeah. I'm proposing Frank's proposing it. Mark seconding it. Can I have a show of hands on it, please? All those okay. in favour? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Against? One. Two. One abstention. One abstention. Two abstentions. Two abstentions. That's carried. Okay, 90, uh, 93.4 actually, to consider whether there is an appetite to develop a cemetery building as a permanent office base. That's recommendation four from PMP. Could you repeat that, please? Sorry, uh, to see whether there's a, an appetite within the council to move our headquarters 
to develop the building on Sarbin Road Cemetery, which would become the council office as a permanent base. Can, can I make a, a comment on that yeah. or a question on Frankly, I've never been, and I'm planning not to for a while, <laughs> been into the cemetery. But it seems to me if the council offices need to be visited by the people of Frodsham, that's a long way from yeah. the centre of Frodsham yeah. to get all that way up. The way I see it is pros and cons. The pros are that um, you know when you are at the cemetery, it, it, the staff are approachable easily. Uh, there's car parking space that we wouldn't have to worry about fighting to park here. But then on the other hand, I agree that it's not readily available uh, by car. Yeah, but anyone else, uh, there used to be a bus stop specifically at the end of the road, which is not there anymore now, is no, it? No, no, no. So I think. You know, so you'll have to forgive me my innocence on this. I'm, I'm not planning to be up there for a while, but no, I'm not planning on being a neighbour of yours. Just say that um, my understanding is that we we get very few members of the public coming into the council offices anymore, and if they do come in, after all, they can get upstairs. Um, but we rent our office here, and we're on a 28 day lease. We could be given 28 days notice to get out. Now, hopefully Cheshire West and Chester would not do that to us. But we own the building, well, we own the cemetery, we own the building at the cemetery. There is an office there, it just needs expanding. And we would, you know, we've got to think of spending public money. And it's a, it would be good value to be rent-free in our own office. Uh, we are paying for rental space down at the storage unit. We could have our own purpose-built file store at the cemetery and be totally self-contained. So in the long run it would be a cost saving to actually the project okay. public. Is this service. an investigation? Yeah, I mean the, the way I read this at yeah, the moment right. is just to see whether there's an appetite to start looking. Uh, I mean planning permission wise I think Cheshire West would look very favourably on, on us as a council in small scale developments there. I'm going to take, just go that way, okay, so then. Um, to me, it just seems like a bit of a lame duck sort of proposal to have, you know, we just had Councillor Dawson say that this floor is, well, sorry, what was it, unoccupied? Um, and the fact that the Castle Park Trust is going for a divorce stroke independence of itself uh, from Cheshire West. So personally, I'd rather see any money going towards this place, which is central accessible, and a better um, forum for the likes of the big meetings that we've just seen tonight, as opposed yeah. to, I'm not saying that we just sort of talked about an office there, but it's probably a bit yeah. different. Um, that's, that's personally why I just want to see my efforts focused on, not yeah. that. Okay, thank you. Just going this way, Debbie. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I just think it should be more central if you're going to have um, meetings and you'll have town clerk situated. I think it should be okay. more accessible on foot. And, Okay, thanks. I just want to tell you, is it Northwich that have all the, the, the cars? Yeah. yeah. And the Kingsley now. Okay. I mean, we'd still be renting this room or other similar sized rooms for, for council meetings because it, it isn't going to be big enough to have meetings down there, <coughs> perhaps small committee meetings. Yeah. Okay, final one and then I'll move, well, final two then I'll move this way. Um, I don't know if you've got good, good memory, but we have, as a council, 
were bombarded with complaints because we were tenants of this house. It was such <coughs> that we were living in a gilded cage and we were doing this. I've always said it's a jewel in Frodsham's crown and I want to see it pre-promoted as such. However, the lease we've got at the moment isn't conducive to this council. We could be out within 28 days. The financial situation, it only makes sense, as you know, uh, councillor, you'd own two houses rather than one rental one um, because it makes more financial sense. So if we've got the ability to purchase our own building and maintain our own building instead of renting, for me, it makes more benefit for the people that we serve. However, it's only for a matter of discussion because I think we're going to have to move eventually anyway. Andrew and then yes, thank you. Um, I, I, instinctively, I agree with everything that Councillor Poulton has said in terms of economising and making sure we're not, in inverted commas, wasting money on rent if it can be avoided. And I say that, please note, I am Chairman of Castle Park Trust Executive, so therefore I am representing a body that has a financial interest in you guys staying. And if you wanted to have a lease uh, of longer terms, you can negotiate it here, should you wish to do so. Uh, but the, the, the issue for me is actually the location, the point that's been made. It actually is too far away from the centre of Frodsham. It's not convenient for 90% of the people who live in Frodsham. And therefore, from my point of view, even though I like the idea, um, I can't support it tonight, and also I ask the, the clerk please to note I am abstaining because I may get involved in planning decisions in relation to this, uh, therefore it would be inappropriate for me to actually express any view, pro or anti, of it ultimately. Just so we both know, um, to note that the, on, this, on the back of the, what you've just said there, I think it's great that we brought this up as a discussion point, uh, but to also note that the good shed exists, so you know it's about I think we need to be a bit more ambitious, um, mm -hmm. and that is a potential location. So, you know, community forum, community hub there, you know, so that's it. Yeah. Okay, final question. Yeah, Sorry. I think we should take on what uh, Councillor Andrew has just said now. I think uh, he just said a couple of words there, if you want a longer tenancy, and I think this, this pillar was left to the people of Frodham and the outlying parishes, and I think we should take his word up if it means having a meeting with uh, with Councillor Dawson. Last, last, last point. Well, I just want to remind people, not everybody was on the council at the time, but we got slated when we attempted to rent premises in the town centre, which would have been even more central. Um, and the good shed is a no-no because it needs a lot of money spending on it. Uh, there was no, it wasn't even an appetite for us to rent in the purpose built new office block in the station car park. So okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to move that on there, I'm sorry. Um, so, um, the emphasis on is there an appetite? Okay, so the proposal is that, that I'll put forward, you know, is there an appetite to look at developing the cemetery building? Uh, initially, that would be. You know, just literally looking at what the price would be no. and where the funding yeah. could come from. You know, whether no. we went for a, a, a loan or you know we could finance it ourselves. So that's the proposal. Is there an appetite? Do I have a seconder for that? Thank you, Donna. Can we have a vote on that? So this is in favour of, of, of just exploring let me see how this hands up. One, two, three, four, five. 
Those against. Two against. Abstentions. Two. So that's carried. Sorry, do you want to take that vote again? Okay, so those in favour of just exploring the possibility. Four, five, six. Six in favour. Those against. Two. Three against. And two. And two abstentions. So if we have a meeting like you did tonight, you won't be able to pick it up there, would you? Nope. Nope. Start there. So it's going to cost more money. Okay, no, uh, I'm leaving that off, so the vote has been taken. Right, so we've okay. okay, so oh. just asked to establish there's an appetite, we haven't decided what we're going to do with that. Okay. <coughs> uh, item uh, is just a note, is 94, is to note the minutes of the events committee yeah, meeting, which that. were held on the 10th of the 9th, that's Gary and me. Uh, and then 94.1 is to approve provision of £1,000 from reserves to fund the Halloween event. Can I just make a point, Chair, that we are match funding because Big B's Breakfast Club has raised already £750 and I know that Lynn has agreed um, for £250. So we're match funding and so that the Council, after the success of it last year, fed and looked after 120 children. Um, it was endorsed by our VCSO and we'd like to move, move forward with it this year. Okay, so that's the... Sorry, Andrew. Can I just ask that the minutes show that the members' grant is actually divided in two, half from Lynn's and half from Lynn's. Oh, sorry. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I apologise. Thank you. Okay, so that's the pr proposal that we give 1,000... Yeah. Move £1,000 from reserves to fund it. So I presume you yeah. yeah. second yeah. 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 Sorry, raising it and... Second uh, and then can we take a vote on this, please? So all those in favour? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Those against? Two. two. Abstentions? I'm abstaining because of the members' grant money. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> okay, 94.2 is the VAM, sorry, as you were, VE Day Celebrations 2020. And we're going to receive a report from Councillor Poulton on that. It's just again to see whether the appetite is for uh, Frodsham to celebrate this great event. And um, the pageant master from Her Majesty the Queen has asked whether we would participate by beacon lighting and celebration. Um, I've taken some early advice from some volunteers who um, would be welcome a parade through Frodsham and maybe afternoon teas for our elderly and a uh, fair and disco for our youngsters. Um, to be on the actual bank holiday Friday and then to do some things on the Saturday. If there is an appetite by this council, there will need to be a budget and we need to get going straight away because the likes of bands and things will be taken up because every parish every town and every city in the country have been invited to take part. So it's just a matter of whether you want to take part or not. Andrew, happy to support it, happy to put members' grant that way too. 
Thank you very much. Happy to propose it to council for a meeting. I'll have to put the next financial year so you'll have more. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll be proposing that. I'll be a second yeah. for it. Thanks, yes. uh, second in it, and can we have a vote on that? Sure. Please move. So we'll announce a working group as yeah, soon as yeah, we can. Yeah, I think the working group is the way forward on that, most definitely. Isn't it? Um, I want to take 95, 96 and 97 on block because they're only notes of minutes. So yeah. we're happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. moved, okay. Uh, 98 is the working group uh, records. Uh, and 98.1 neighbourhood plan steering group. I've left this out because it was a working group rather than a committee. But it is a note and it's to note minutes from meetings on the 22nd of July, the 5th of August, 19th of August, 2nd of September, and 16th of September yeah. if those are available. Uh, should we move that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, 99 Frodgham Youth Association and Frodgham Community Association to re receive a report from Andrew. Uh, yes, uh, I met with Graham Reese from the uh, Community Association. We had a very convivial meeting going, going through and exploring the issues, and you've all seen uh, a note that emerged uh, from that meeting already. Um, I'm going to meet tomorrow night at the Queen's Head, 7 o'clock, so if you want to be there, uh, Judith or anybody else, you're welcome to be there, but please, let's keep it all focused. I'm going to be meeting with the, uh, the Youth Association to understand exactly what uh, they are after. Just incidentally, one point that Graham did raise with me, which I would like the town clerk to respond to me by email in due course, is about the, this council's decision or desire to place the community centre fields in trust or to use the fields in trust um, guidance uh, with regard to the future. The reason that's raised is that, like everybody, the community association would happily have a new home if one was there. And there's no plans on, on the state table at the moment, but one never close off those possibilities um, and therefore if for example there was a new community centre somewhere for, for example somewhere not a million miles away from the medical centre on that land down there as part of a wider scheme of development which was already touched on earlier tonight and so on and so forth then you could see that there would be uh, an opportunity for the, um, the town to consider god forbid what it would do with two fields uh, near Fluent Lane which would be prime development land so I just raise it because it was a point raised by Graham, and Graham sees a potential issue. We don't know the size of the problem if this council is trying to have those fields declared in trust because it might uh, actually limit the community association's own future. So I just raise it as, as a question. I don't know the answer. I don't know whether it's a real issue or not. It's really just a question of that's been raised with me. Can we have it as part of the dialogue, as part of trying to explore what the, uh, the solutions may or may not be? Okay, okay. Can I ask? Uh, sorry. The uh, reason why I was putting in fields in trust is for exactly what you just said. Stop it being built on. That may be the case, but, but there are other implications. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. No, we've had saying... a presentation tonight of losing green space. Yeah. That's another example. I don't want to lose it. But, but you could have a situation where you could have elderly persons accommodation. We know that the fluid lane site is very attractive for that, and that could unlock. <laughs> A lot of the land around here that could unlock more land for leisure around here. It's just a matter of moving the jigsaw pieces. I mean, I agree with you. We we mustn't use green space. I'm not wedded to where green space actually is. We must make sure we have as much of it as we can. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm wedded to keeping one particular bit over another. It's a matter of what's right at the particular time. Okay. 
Can I ask Councillor Dawson, did you have a meeting with um, the community centre and the youth group after the meeting that we started in this working group? Yes, there's been one meeting with the um, well, community association. Unfortunately, we asked you and we told the community centre and the youth centre that we wanted Councillor Judith Critchley to represent the town council because you had already <coughs> nailed your, uh, if you like, colours to the mast by giving the majority of your grant this year to the youth club. Councillor Judith Critchley went to the Queen's forum meeting. She wasn't given the courtesy that you had changed the meeting and she was there. And subsequently now you've held a meeting without the person that was spoken at that meeting as being our representative. I think that is out of order, Councillor. Well, your recollection of mine is very different of what was decided that particular night. There's no discourtesy intended or, or ever wished to be intended. Um, the uh, appreciation that both Graham Rees and the representative of the Youth Association have is the same that I have, which is that I'm having the discussions and negotiations. Anybody's welcome to come along. You've heard me say when the next meeting is. You know, I, I'm open and transparent with regard to it. But when I get a phone call at four o'clock uh, from people saying, actually, I can't make the meeting, and the meeting gets cancelled on that basis, yes, it's unfortunate, but I'm not going to take undue criticism in relation to that because that sort of thing happens. I didn't cancel the meeting. It was the others who couldn't attend. Okay, duly noted. Um, item 100, CCTV, quite a, you know, a sizable spend here, but to approve, hopefully favourably, uh, to approve expenditure of approximately £5,000 for the maintenance of the two cameras. Yeah, I propose that we accept Good. this. Okay. Can I just make a comment that, that I think we should limit it as to cash. We should note that this will not be a request for one year. This will be a continuing recurring approval. Yes. Um, and we, so it's going to become a revenue item. It's going to be a kind of yeah. continuous revenue yeah. item. So if we're going to do it, we have to basically be in there for the long haul. Um, I, I, I suggest we consider it will be an index link sum, probably, that we ought to say to ourselves, whatever it is we go for, it will increase uh, year on year, almost certainly. But it might be sensible to cash limit it because Cheshire West is looking to reduce the uh, maintenance figures. It's got seven grand in, the, in mind at the moment. It wants to ask for a 50% contribution. So one wouldn't think it would be 5K in any event, one would probably think it's close to three and a half at the moment. So if we went in and said to approve expenditure of not more than 4,000 pounds. I have a different document from Vanessa. When did you get it? Because I had a discussion with her. It was sent on the 19th of September. Well, I had, Lynn and I had a meeting with Vanessa only last Friday. Uh, so, who knows? The things could be a moving feast. Um, are we happy then to amend that to a maximum of £5,000? Yes. 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 Yeah, the email says that the original proposal was for a camera near the post office. Uh, no, the updated proposal, sorry, yeah. is for a BTZ camera near the post office and two cameras at the junction of Main Street and Church Street. No, that's wrong. There are three cameras because there are going to be two at the I junction. Three. Yeah. So this just only comes four. So no, no. Under your description, it's four. Four. No. Because it's one at the post office, two at yeah, the best. Well, that's what three. Just said. Yeah. And one on Church Street makes four. Uh, well, maybe there is a change to Church Street, but I was told that until they, the council had the crime figures from quite, they couldn't make any decision on Church Street. So, right. you and I have got different information. We have. So, that, that's where we are. So, you know, you, you spoke to Vanessa, I spoke to Vanessa, we've got two slightly different stories. 
So, okay, so if, depending on whether it's three or four cameras, if we amend this to say to approve this expenditure not exceeding 5,000, yes. would that still cover an extra camera? Actually, not fewer than three cameras. Right. Is it worth having this conversation at another meeting to, so. com yeah. to confirm Church Street? Yeah. yeah Church Street. I would have liked to have got it going. Yeah. We've been waiting long enough for this. Let's go ahead. Already agreed that we would go with the option, yes. which was for two cameras and hopefully the post office one. We didn't want to delay it by haggling over how many more we got. Yeah, I understand that, but because it's not consistent, both reports, don't you think we should get the correct report? I'm with you, I think we should vote for it. I, I, I think we, we vote for something which is different than what we've got, which is simply we approve, for example, £4,000 per annum going forward in support of a CCTV system. Yeah, when was your meeting? Fr uh, Friday. Friday. This, right. this, this, was, this was received at 10 past 5 on Thursday. Yeah. The day before. Oh. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I just think... Yeah. I, I chair, want... Yeah, go, go, on, go ahead. Through the chair, if the town clerk could contact Vanessa get clarification on what's being done and with your proposal chair that we don't exceed 5,000 for a minimum camera of three is it then I think it can be amended yeah. and we don't need to wait until we get these very important cameras in yeah not saying that there's going to be dummy spitting but no. I don't want to upset anyone no. no. we've waited long yeah. enough yeah. I think we, all agree. Don't, we yeah. don't want to hold it up no. so, that, so that's my proposal guys uh, up I'll to 5,000 yes I'll second, second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. show of hands please and can we admit that we understand that this will be a recurring revenue item? Yeah, yeah. 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 that was in the, yeah. uh, on the agenda that yeah. it was. It's only half of what we're letting you just go back. Can I just confirm that you're going to qualify? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was yeah. unanimous, I think. Yes. Right, thank you. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. It's something really, really. Important. It would be lovely if we didn't need them, but. You know, it's it's inevitable, isn't yeah. it? You're giving licenses out till two o'clock in the morning, what do you expect? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think it's not that. Okay. 101, Clark's report. To receive any information, items, and agree any action to be taken as you anything. Yeah, ju just one. If you will remember, we received a gift of a picture some time ago, and uh, the gentleman who gifted the picture would like to come and see it in situ. It's in our own science, isn't it? It's in your own. Nice and in caravan. I did. I think I was quite instrumental in that because I sent <laughs> um, our estates manager to go and collect it. I mean, have we had any suggestions where it's going to finally find a home? I asked if we could put it somewhere in Castle Park. I haven't seen it yet, so don't you know? You want to make a formal proposal to me at the trust? That's well, fine. The only, <laughs> the, only propose, the only proposal I mailed was is that he was an ex-minister of the church, why not put it in the parish hall? Uh, yeah, because he asked for it to be hung in Fortune Town Council. Just, just, hopefully a simple thing. Why don't you just agree to put it on that wall? It's not our building. Not it's not our building. We so we can't put it here. Do you want to ask me nicely at Castle Park Trust? I'll think about it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Can I just say, it's, it's not bad actually. Can we, can, no, seriously, can we, Send yeah. the, the gentleman 
Just a short note to say that at the moment, due to circumstances being in flux, we've not been able to put it in situ, but as soon as it is, we've got another look at it. Can you send me a picture? I think that's another light. Isn't it? Another way of doing the computer. In your office, in the no, it's, 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 in the it's in the store. Window, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's quite large. It's quite large. It's quite large. So we're not interfering with the walls. I like it. And could we get a little to work to make his knees up? That'd be very good. Yeah. Well, and then we wouldn't need to hang it with the moon. Anyway, it could go a good idea. Yeah, I think that's a good compromise. And we should the project will work to keep it local. Okay, is that all you've got for us, John? Okay, so uh, I'd like to thank you very much this evening, everybody. I appreciate it. it's been a, a, a you know quite an arduous meeting, but uh, hopefully moved a lot of things forward. There. Um, I'm going to close the meeting at um, it's, yeah, it's uh, 21:35. Thank you. Good night.